Hello, and welcome to Finding My New Voice. I'm your host Kevin Tuhus. This is a podcast dedicated to cancer survivors and those who are currently battling cancer. This is Season 1, Episode 3. In an effort to refine the flow of my voice when using the text-to-speech feature that comes with Podcastle, which is the recording studio website where I prepare this podcast, I got to work on this show just a few hours after releasing Episode 2. That was on January 2nd and Monday Night Football was on in the background when tragedy struck. For anybody who is not familiar with the incident I am referring to, it was a game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. The game was on a timeout due to an injured player on the field. This is not an unusual occurrence in football at any level. Only this was anything but a common football injury. The collision between wide receiver T. Higgins and defensive safety Damar Hamlin was so fierce that it left Hamlin unresponsive. It became obvious instantly to every player on the field, every person in the stadium, and everybody watching at home that this trauma was the opposite of common. In fact it was so violent that it caused a 24-year-old young man who was in peak physical shape to suffer a cardiac arrest that sent him to the hospital in critical condition. This forced me to abandon what I was working on and acknowledge the matter. I know this is not cancer-related but it was so impactful that for the second time since my last operation I was brought to tears. Anybody fighting cancer, or had a loved one diagnosed with cancer can attest to how precious life is. And how it can change in the blink of an eye. This is the sentiment that both things share. All our best wishes go out to Damar Hamlin and his family. I am still in the learning stages of how to do this podcast thing and neglected to remind everybody last time. This show is not about me. It's for any one of you who would like to share their experience. Whether that's first-hand or having someone close to you who is trying to beat cancer. It will also include hearing from medical professionals who do everything in their power to save and extend our lives. So please feel free to contact us through the website at https colon forward slash, forward slash, www.findingmynewvoice.com. You can submit audio or video or leave an email. There is also a space where you can leave comments. I will then add a segment to the show where I read some of them. Good, bad, or indifferent. The thing that originally motivated me to start this whole endeavor was the irony of a person without a voice box doing a podcast would send the message. Anything is possible if you believe in it and work hard. So let's wrap up this chapter of my life and who knows. Maybe even before it's released I will have some of your feedback to share as content. I left off last time, when after major surgery my tongue was rejecting the donor section from my thigh and the tip of my tongue would also have to be removed. So it was back into the operating room just three days later to do it all over again. I have spent the vast majority of my life getting loaded, but when I was coming out of the anesthesia after my first operation, Man was I fucked up. I was disoriented and borderline hallucinogenic, and at one point I actually gave one of the nurses the middle finger because in my state, I thought she was someone torturing me, trying to extract information from me. It turns out she was just changing the bandages in my mouth. What information I was trying to keep secret I'll never know, and I did apologize to her after I came to my senses. Now I was coming out of anesthesia for the second time in less than a week. That seemed to go a little smoother. But now a large chunk of my right forearm had been extracted and three long strips of skin were taken from the front of my right thigh. 
I was one hot mess. In addition to being cut up from my head to my knee, I no longer had feeling or mobility in the ring finger and pinky of my left hand. You know that sensation of pins and needles you get when a part of your body falls asleep? I had that times 10 in my left arm from my elbow to the aforementioned fingertips. My first thought was I would never play guitar again. After two major surgeries in four days, if you go clockwise starting with my left thigh, the checklist of my wounds are as follows. Front of left thigh, scar from my hip to my knee that was stapled shut with three plastic drainage tubes sticking out. My right thigh, three strips of skin that were two inches wide by five inches long had been removed. This required a nine inch by eight inch bandage that looked like very thick cellophane with a half inch border of super adhesive. This needed to be changed every other day and was quite painful. The inside of my right forearm had a chunk removed that started at my wrist two inches across and three inches up my arm, and tapered to a point up to the inside of my elbow. This was covered with regular gauze and tape that was held in place by a brace that is similar to the ones professional bowlers wear. On to my right shoulder. That had a 3 by 5 inch skin graft covered with gauze. There was also a cut behind my right ear that extended down my jawline with a gauze bandage. Now the big one. My jawbone was split in two at the chin and the gash was tremendous. They left the wound open and packed with gauze. The tip of my tongue was removed. There was a 4 inch scar over the left side of my chest that had two plastic drainage tubes sticking out. There was an open wound on the left side of my neck that was dangerously close to my jugular vein that was packed with gauze. And finally the neuropathy from my elbow to my fingertips. All the gauze bandages had to be changed daily. Now I was incapacitated and racked with pain. I had never been in the position of being totally dependent on other people to take care of my every need. It was very unsettling and I never really got used to it. I have to hand it to the nursing staff. They truly are angels of mercy, especially when they bring the pain medication, and when I didn't get mine at scheduled times I was a real pain in the ass. As far as rehabilitation was concerned it was all up to me to get myself out of that bed as soon as possible. Even though I was confined to that bed I could reach some of the items that were on a rolling dinner tray that was over my waist. One of those items was my flip phone. That's right I said my flip phone. I had a terrific support team. Any time day or night I could text my dad my brother or my two uncles. There were also my aunts in Wisconsin. One of the first things I did was text my brother and had him bring up my small speaker and my mp3 player that has over 200 songs on it. Because without music the rehab would have been extremely harrowing. I managed to get myself to the bathroom within three or four days and I was walking shortly after that. With the progress I was making there was no doubt I would be going home soon. All that needed to be done was secure a wound care specialist to come out to the house daily and change the bandages under my chin and on the side of my neck. This was easier said than done. Even though my house was only 15 minutes from the hospital, geographically it's on the far eastern border of Phoenix in Mesa, Arizona. Because of this I was told there were no qualified specialists in the area and no one was willing to come out there. So after working my ass off and getting myself strong enough to go home in just two and a half weeks, I was stuck in the hospital for another two and a half weeks being continually told they were on the verge of securing a wound care specialist at any minute. It got to the point where my brother stepped up and was willing to be trained on how to remove the gauze from the open wounds and then repack them with clean bandages. 
They had no concerns on whether he could master the one under my chin. It was the one next to my jugular that had to be done with delicacy and confidence. Man did he catch on quick. Over the course of one week they showed him how to do it once. And then supervised him doing it twice. He committed to doing this every morning after working a graveyard shift for at least six weeks. Now that's what I call brotherly love. He must have saved my insurance company at least $20,000. And that is something they will never have any appreciation for. And as a thank you the best I could do so far is treat him to an Arizona Diamondbacks game last Memorial Day and some nicer than usual birthday gifts. So I went into the hospital on January 25th and got released 42 frickin' days later on March 9th. It's easy to remember the release date because it was exactly one year after my mother passed away. This seems like the perfect spot for a little music. Just take a minute, relax and enjoy and we'll be right back. We would like to remind you to get regular checkups and cancer screenings whenever possible. We now return you to our show. On that note I'm happy to announce I have recently received the results from the Cologuard test my primary care doctor ordered for me and it was negative for cancer. The advances in medicine are truly amazing. For me the line is a little blurry. It's okay to put a sample in a container that they send you and return it for testing. But if you poop in a box and send it to your ex, the cops show up at your door. That was a joke. I have applied a little of the constructive criticism received on the previous two shows and changed the main voice. The text-to-speech feature I referred to earlier gives me the option of 10 male voices and 9 female. I will admit I am happy with the change and feel like the cadence is showing some improvement as well. I'm still learning how the flow of certain words go when you put them together. And since there is no way that I am aware of to produce inflection in these voices I will have to keep on trying to perfect my current method. There's no denying it, I sound like Rain Man reciting the Abbott and Costello routine who's on first. There may be a technique that I am ignorant to but that's the way it's been every step of this whole process. Thank God for the tutorials on YouTube. I am still gonna have to learn how to promote this show since the download numbers are not what I was hoping for. I'm not really sure what I was expecting with only two shows released so far. My refusal to join any social media platforms will probably have to change. As soon as I can drag myself out of the 20th century that might just happen. I can no longer deny that we are living in a technological age. Over the Christmas holiday I gave a homeless man outside the grocery store $10. And he had me put it in his PayPal account. Seriously though I will keep on plugging away until I find an audience because I do believe there is a need for this show.
My hope is it will become sort of an on-air support group with many different dimensions that include accentuating what people are doing with their lives after beating cancer. Along with their hopes and aspirations for the future. And without question we need to hear from those who right now are fighting cancer and what they would like to do with their second chance after winning that fight. I find inspiration in the example set by Dusty Baker, a major league baseball legend who started managing the San Francisco Giants in 1993 and did not win a World Series championship until 2022 with the Houston Astros at the age of 73. That is the true definition of perseverance. So I will be doing my best to stay positive. For instance, the downside to beating cancer is they had to remove my voice box taking away my ability to speak. The upside is many women like that quality in a man. That's all for now, thank you for joining me. I hope you will continue to tune in. And now here is our contact information once again along with some final thoughts. Until next time. We appreciate you connecting with us and you can submit audio video or email at https colon forward slash forward slash www.findingmynewvoice.com It is with great sorrow that we learned about the passing of two icons in the music industry. Mr. Jeff Beck and Mr. David Crosby. No doubt they are right now living it up in rock and roll heaven. In regards to the condition of Buffalo Bills defensive back Damar Hamlin, we are happy to report he is showing signs of improvement every day and is expected to fully recover. Take care, and in honor of the recent Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Here are some words to live by. If you can't fly then run. If you can't run then walk. If you can't walk then crawl. But by all means keep moving.